And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, welcome to the latest edition to hear that podcast, Growlin, Paulie Jr. of The Athletic with you. And you may be thinking, this, this doesn't sound like a rowdy brewery podcast. Uh, that's coming here momentarily because just further proof that Joe Burrow must be a big fan of uh, hear that podcast growling and of watching a bunch of beat writers scramble. Uh, because right as we finish the podcast you're about to listen to, as you probably already know, Joe Burrow's record contract extension landed. Uh, and it landed in a big way, right as the Kansas City Chiefs were kicking off their title defense on Thursday night football against the Lions, a game that they would lose to the Detroit Lions and moved 0-1. But beyond that, uh, it, it it made for quite a scene at, at 50 West. Uh, you'll get We didn't talk much about Burrow's extension during uh, the podcast, which much thanks to everybody that joined. It was an awesome night, fantastic down there. But I figured I should preface with a few thoughts on the Burrow extension before I drop in. Uh, our live recording. Well, let's start here with the details. Uh, it's five years, two hundred seventy-five million dollars, uh, and two hundred and nineteen million dollars guaranteed. Uh, that's very large. It is, I would say, not out of the realm of what you probably expected. Um, but we're, and we'll break down the numbers, the full details of, of what all that is, um, and what it means because we've talked so much, obviously about structure and, and three-year cash and guarantees and rolling guarantees. And those details typically flush themselves out in a day or two when, when we get all the, the real deep nitty gritty of it. And, and those deserve to be dissected. To me, the number that matters is this. I said it from the very beginning this will be from a Bengals perspective about years. That's where you learn about if a player went for it or the team won or whatever it was. Five years. The year is 2029. The Bengals have Joe Burrow signed through the 2029 season. Same as Justin Herbert's, which is a win for the Bengals. We can talk about $55 million per year. We can talk about um, the absurd guarantee number. We can talk about a lot of things. From a Bengals perspective, Joe Burrow is signed as your quarterback through the 2029 season. That is a win. There aren't many other numbers that really matter beyond that. Um, He's worth it. And particularly against a cap that is going to grow by leaps and bounds as the gambling and new TV money hits. Um, this is that's, that's a win from Bengals' perspective. They were willing to go wherever they had to go, it seems, to get that number, 2029. That's the, one, that's the win for them. The win for Joe Burrow, 
It's $219 million guaranteed. That is huge. Um, it's it's the Herbert contract plus a bunch with a lot more on the guaranteed side. Just for, for just some perspective on it. Um, this is the Bengals doing things they've never done. This is the Bengals going into the guarantee realm at levels they've never, ever done it before. The most money they'd ever guaranteed on a second contract um, is Orlando Brown that they did this March, $31 million. And Joe Burrow gets $219 million guaranteed. There's, they're stepping out of your comfort zone and then they're stepping $219 million outside of your comfort zone. I mean, the Bengals have been ripped in the past for refusal to guarantee cash. Joe Burrow is the exception, okay? This is all going to send to be a trend that is the Bengals guaranteeing massive amounts of cash to everybody that comes along, although it's, I think, interesting and significant for somebody like Jamar Chase as they start opening up potential negotiations with him next year. Uh, but it's it's big. It's what you thought it would be. The timing of it is something. Uh, I how can you not? I mean, this is this is just it's Joe Burrow kind of to a T, isn't it? Waiting for the moment that the Chiefs kick off could that, that could have come out at any point today. I mean, it was it's it's kind of it was known all day. Uh, it was just a matter of the timing and to wait for right as the game kicks off. Um, as a little one right back at you, is uh, is quite a quite a move by Burrow and his camp. Uh, but there it was, and there it happened right as we finished the live podcast uh, at Fifty West. We will have much more on this um, as we flush out the numbers, as we talk more to Burrow tomorrow. But with this happening so late in the evening. Um, I wanted to make sure for those of you listening to this podcast, which is a banger, by the way, a ton of fun, so much fun. We got into a lot of good stuff there uh, that you're really going to enjoy. Uh, before we, I brought that to you specifically, I wanted to have a chance to drop some of those thoughts on the Borough contract that is finally done. A long national nightmare. It happened. Burrow's the quarterback for a long, long time. T. Higgins. Looks like he's going to play out this year. We'll see what happens next there, but it it it, you, it looks like this will probably be the big one. All right, let's bring it to you. 50 West Brewing Company. We had a great time. It was a ton of fun, and uh, hope you enjoy it. And thanks to everybody that came out. All right, welcome out to the live edition of Hear That Podcast. Growling, we are out here at 50 West Brewing Company on a Beautiful night, and it is packed and stacked. The tables, the courts, everybody's having a good time. How are we doing out here tonight? Is anybody here ready for football to actually start? Thank God. Nobody is more ready for actual real football to start than the people that are currently sitting up here with me right now. We've watched a lot of practice for you guys. We've sweated through maybe the hottest camp in history, we all know too much about each other's sweat odors. Wow. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but it's true, okay? Uh, because I think that's just you, Paul. It is. It is. I'm just smelling myself. Uh, but it's been a long camp, as you might have heard. 
uh, that started with a bang, and uh, <laughs> and and we're ho- we're happy to be back at the end. And the good news is that Joe Burrow has looked great in practice this week. Is everybody excited about Joe Burrow's calf looking healthy? He's, he's got yes. a very healthy body. He has a very healthy body. Very healthy yes. body. Very healthy body. That it's true. Get, that should get way more applause. If you guys watch the backups, <laughs> yes. it should get way more applause. <laughs> Joe Burrow is healthy. Scream. There we go. Who there doesn't want to watch Jake Browning Ooh. throw any more passes? And I'm not trying to be mean to Jake, but man. <laughs> it's just there's a difference. Ooh. There's a difference. Just a little bit. Um, I So there's – we've – look – we have covered so much over the last month. We, we've previewed. I, I can't get over how many people, and I'm still appalled at my own self for doing it, picking the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. People, everybody thinks the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. What a world. What a world that we're in. A lot of people, not just people here. National it, analysts. We had, I don't remember how many people we had in our athletic survey, um, 30-some. They were the most... Picked, wow. tied for the most picked. Woo. I mean, it's unbelievable. That's not because of Jake Browning. <laughs> it's not because of Jake Browning. <laughs> okay. It's because of Jake Browning slander. It's unnecessary. Ben's keeping me in check. There we go. He's, he's I like probably Jake. here having a night. I hope so. <laughs> uh, it's exactly where I want him. So I don't want to. I don't want to get into that. I want to start. I got my take. <laughs> I, I kind of got my take crew. So when we go on, when we go to games and we go out, we're on the road. A lot of times we will end up on Saturday night uh, out having a meal. Uh, as you do, and we call it, it turns into the Saturday Night Take Workshop, where we all just kind of start saying stuff, and seeing where it lands, and seeing what are the craziest ideas that we might actually believe in. So this is a little bit of the Take Workshop crew, so I thought we'd start with some takes about the Bengals season, and who believes in what. So I'm just going to, I'm going to open it right up, I'll go down at the end here, Ben Baby from ESPN is here. Let's hear it for Ben. Ben. Take that you are standing on the table for and that you want me to pull back out in late February, right now, about the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a massive hot seat because I, I was not expecting there to be a, just a free-for-all take. A free-for-all take. A free, I mean, I'm happy to, if you want me to ease you in, I can ease you in with something that's a little more leading, if you'd appreciate it. <laughs> I'd appreciate a leading take. Uh, I just wanted you, I thought you might want to come in hot. I'd see, I, you, you know, I think that for this Bengals team, I, I'm very curious to see how this thing looks. You know, you look at kind of how the offense shifted from 21 to 22 and the amount of big plays that were taken away. I'll, you know what, I'll give a, since we've got a, a pro Bengals crowd here, I'll give a, a pro Bengals take. <laughs> I think Jamar Chase uh, makes a run at Offensive Player of the Year this year. I really do. I th- okay. And, I, and I'll tell you why. You know, last year the Bengals, and I, you know, they, they did a really good job of Joe Burrow taking what the defense gives them. I do not think that's going to be an incredibly viable strategy to go through an entire year. And, you know, I kind of asked Zach Taylor about this the other day in that essentially it, it makes the every possession you get when you play the game that way into a high-leverage situation. It's not really a great way to play football. And as you guys have seen throughout offseason and, and the OTAs, mini camp, training camp, you've seen Jamar Chase move around a ton, and there's been a lot of RPO action. There's been a lot of quick game action. I think the biggest thing for me is that you've got to get Jamar in open space, wherever that is on the field, uh, whether that's going to be you know in, in the backfield, get him in these RPO looks, basically create mismatches. And I think that's going to be the thing that is going to, if this offense is really going to take off, it's going to be with Jamar doing that. And I think if that happens, which I think it should, 
then Jamar should have a very good chance, given how he is getting yards after the catch, given how fast he is, how strong he is. That should lend itself to him making a big run at Offensive Player of the Year. Can I take your take? Ooh. Absolutely. This is what happens. I got, an, I got a thought. Here's, here's my thought here for you, okay? You got me to pick up the mic. You got to do it. So there we go. T. Higgins outgains Jamar Chase. Interesting. That's a take. That's not a bad take. So, so here's here's and this. It's not. I don't know if I believe it. Oh, but you don't. No, you I don't, don't know if I believe it. But here's when you were at practice. This is one. Of, on. This is how. This is. But this is it. Here's what. Here's why though. You're gonna continue. Teams are still if they have to choose, are always gonna still continue to choose Jamar. Okay. And they continue to try to work more ways to find explosives for T. Higgins. And you're going to see the evolution of Chase last year, which was more in the slot, like you mentioned, all over the place, for Higgins this year. As a way to create explosives against these two high shells and other ways that they saw teams going against them, I think they view Higgins as a way. And everybody, I, I mean, it's, it's hard not to. Everybody you talk to is like, I just think Higgins is bound for a massive season I think a lot of what they did this offseason was finding more ways to unlock him. And that could end up meaning T. Higgins equaling Jamar or having more yards than Jamar. Again, I don't know if I believe it, but I can see it. I feel like you, can, you could see that next evolution for this offense. This, uh, this brings me to my probably most, this is what I believe the most strongly, which is the point that you exactly just made. The Bengals' biggest regret in February might be not extending T. Higgins if we make it to Sunday and T. Higgins doesn't have a contract. Oh, takes on takes on takes. Oh. That's a triple take. T. Higgins will not have a contract. He's setting me up. T. Higgins will not have a contract. He's setting me up. If yeah. T. Higgins sees himself <laughs> on the, the A.J. Brown type level, I think T. Higgins AJ is who? closer to that tier than the tier that he's currently viewed as right now. And he will have that type of season that firmly puts him on that tier and has the rest of the league ready to pay him at that Perfect. tier. Perfect. You know why? Because this is a real Saturday night take that I gave in Tampa. Many Saturdays ago. I don't know. It was many Saturdays ago last season. And we're talking about T. Higgins' future and how they paid Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. You know that man in, in Minnesota, Justin Jefferson? Here it Anybody is. heard of him? Oh Here it oh, is. Here we go. This is Pete James. He, he is not happy in Minnesota. This is The number James. of times I've heard this take. And <laughs> it came out today. He, he's not getting a deal in Minnesota. Who does he know best? Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase. Is that right? Right. He knows T. Higgins well. has this career year. Establishes himself. You hate me right now. <laughs> establishes himself <laughs> as the stud receiver, like Paul just said. And the Bengals tag him. Justin Jefferson goes to the Vikings and says, I want out. And NBA demands a trade to a destination city, which is the Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. The Cincinnati. Once a river view. That's right. Once the river view gets the river view, Justin Jefferson is a Bengal next season. That is what a Saturday night hot take is. Yeah. Jamar Chase, Offensive Player of the Year, even T. Higgins outgaining Jamar, those are kind of lukewarm. That's like, a Tuesday, take, that's like a Tuesday morning Tuesday take. take. Tuesday, Tuesday morning take. coffee take. <laughs> yeah. What a Saturday night take. <laughs> Not a Saturday night take. Jay that's Jefferson. a Saturday night take. That's there like we go. the Saturday night take. There we go. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's I have, it. I have other more unpopular takes. I'm just trying to make it out of here alive. Okay? Yeah, understandable. <laughs> un un understandable. By the way, if T. Higgins plays at a high level this year, it helps the Bengals. But if you could turn him into Justin Jefferson in nine months, but, who's saying no to that? But, but my Besides, 
I'm sorry. You might have to get a new jersey. <laughs> Here's my thing, though. I don't think that – I think there's a big misconception about T because I think T Higgins is absolutely a, a number one receiver. And, and he said yeah. that he wants to be paid like a number so one receiver. So do the Vikings. Uh, correct. And I understand this. We want to recreate the 2019 LSU team here in Cincinnati. Okay. I, is Thad Moss available? Uh, he, I'm sure he is if you want him. We can find him. Okay. So I, uh, James has also been a big Clyde Edwards E-Layer guy, too. So don't. Uh, that's so, me. I am, too. Keep I'm that on in it. mind. He's going to be here next year, too. He'll definitely correct. be here. Book that one. I think, I think Ed O is going to yeah, be we're recruiting. We're going to see Ed Orger on here. Since yeah. We're just going to hear a lot of grunting going around. <laughs> the practice Man, field. Just for us, if we could get Ed O just Ed, around the building. Ed O in the Doug Rossfeld role, like, a, like yeah. an assistant to Doug. Doug Rossfeld, but it's yeah. Ed Orgeron. Oh, that would be fantastic. That's, but, that's a movie. But I do think that T. Higgins, they need the Bengals need to play the situation right because they have a massive asset and a number one receiver who has team control. And you know, watching him, I don't think people really get a full scope of how good T. Higgins is unless you see him at practice. You see how well he creates separation for a guy of that size. There we go. So he's he's quite solid. Keep it up. So that being this said, is though, perfect. We're sending this to the Vikings. I still think that Mike Mike Jamar <laughs> You're sending him to Minnesota. <laughs> No, we're sending the, the, the audio. They're going to be like, check the tape. It's <laughs> Ben maybe praising T. Higgins. Let's get him. Listen, but Chase is yak, though. I think that's going to be the key differentiator. You need to get him in space. I think that's the number one thing. As much as I like Higgins, sure. I think Chase is a better yak guy than Higgins is. Absolutely, but I, don't, I also... I mean, T. Higgins is of is far better, you know, down the field, high point. I mean, they've got different strengths. They're a great combination that way because they do so many different things. But I think, you know, T. can do more of what Jamar does, and Jamar can do a little more of the fact. I just think you'll see more interchangeability, more equal distribution. Joe will always turn to Jamar at a certain point on third and seven. Like, well, I get it. That usage will always be four to five percent points higher, and that's fine. But I don't. It's not going to be ten point ten percentage points higher. You know, when you talk about target rate and thing like that, I, I think that the next level for this offense is T and Jamar both feel uncoverable, and they're getting more yards even out of T than they are Jamar. That's the key, is the explosive plays. Because in 2021, that's all they were, is three-step drop. You better throw that thing because you're getting crushed, Joe. Right. And, and then last year, it was the opposite. Teams took away the deep ball. They have to find a way to be efficient, like they were last year for most of the year, especially late in the year, but also have the explosive plays. And which, I think that's the key, which is T in the slot, Jamar in the slot, Move guys around, get more creative. You have more time because of Orlando Brown Jr. The offensive line's more fortified. All of the above. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Which brings me to my next point about Zach Taylor. The evolution the Bengals offense had was more impressive than any evolution of any offense I saw in football. But what can Zach Taylor do in a Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel way to have from a play calling and play specifically play designing perspective, what can they do to manufacture the opportunities from what they have in the playbook that can lead the offense to be more explosive like it was in 2021, knowing the coverages will look different? That's the question. I, like I my, don't know. We'll my, get the answer. I my, think that's my, really that's interesting. That's what Miami did against Cincinnati in that week four game on sure. Thursday night. They had explosives despite how the Bengals were playing them. I think that's a focus kind of from a playbook perspective, how they're trying to grow. There's, there's a lot more that this offense can still do. I mean, because we've never really seen them with confidence with deeper drops. We've never really seen this group together um, with a full year and a full offseason to now know – okay, we're this downhill, gun run, gap scheme, and, you know, and add guys appropriately. I mean, we're talking about Orlando Brown, and we talk so much about the addition and what Orlando Brown will do. Uh, how about the fact that Orlando Brown will now be downhill, gun run, yeah. lead blocker? We just haven't even had a chance to see that yet yeah. uh, and next to Cordell Volson in the next year. So that's, that's a <laughs> – yes, Cordell Volson. Volson, shout out. Volson here. First Volson it. jersey in the wild I've ever seen out here tonight. Let's hear it for the Cordell Volson jersey. Yes. Future. Nobody, nobody else has that. Here we go. Nobody Take else has that. just for you. Future Pro Bowl. Yeah. Hey, well. Pro Appreciate bowler, life Cordell in the Volson. trenches. Can pro I, Bowler, is that, that we going to take on take. that? Saturday night take. Saturday can, take. I, can I get you maybe a, a maybe like a Friday, Saturday appetizer take? Mm. Appetizer Saturday, yeah. take. apps. Some potato skins. I, Love potato skins. Waiting think, at the hostess table take. I, I think that there is the, the most pressure on anybody this year on this Bengals roster, in my opinion, I think is Joe Mixon by a mile. I think it's up to Joe Mixon. To be able to listen, I know Peter Schaefer's out there listening somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but I think I just there's started a, smiling. That's why he's there's because here's the thing: talking about this offense, at some point teams have to be worried that these light boxes are going to they're going to have to pay for these light boxes. So far, they haven't been able to do that. You need to get these explosive plays because ultimately the number one thing about the Cincinnati offense, you've got to get people out of these cover two looks, sure. two high looks. There's two ways to do that. You punish them underneath with the pass game or the run game. If the run game can do that, it's going to open up everybody. Jamar, T, TB, everybody on that offense will eat, including Mixon, if he's able to get those big runs. And can they find it big? That's mm-hmm. the part. Not That's just the efficient. Part. Because they, they were efficient at efficient times. Last year really efficient. Joe Mixon from week five on last year was 4.6 yards per carry and third best most efficient back in football as far as success rate Man. and run runs. We I just happened to have I, to look it up I've yesterday. reviewed way too many mix-in stats this offseason. We're good. I get you, though. You know what I'm saying? No, though? I agree. That exists. But what they but did wanted. It, did it feel that way? Well, not because the beginning of the season always made it feel. But, no, there weren't enough missed tackles. The opportunities yeah. were always there for the, for the longer run. Yes. He was, I'll get you five. 
no matter what, right? And it's like, no, sometimes you need to get me 25. 25 was there yeah. and you got me five. You're one-on-one with the safety. Go. Two was there and you got me five. Great. But when 25 is there, I need to get that sometimes. And they didn't get that enough. I think they hope maybe they could get that from Chase Brown in time. I don't, you know, I don't know. But if they're not getting it from Mixon, you, I think you will see Chase Brown starting to cut into those snaps. I think Chase Brown gets carries right away Sunday. Wow. You're going, you're going Chase Brown, Sunday carries. I think, Chase, I think Chase is inactive on Sunday. No chance. You think they would go Williams let's do, and let's Evans? Let's do a bet. Now, now we're, now we're deep into the weeds. But, yeah. but Travion Williams and Chris Evans were getting the punt coverage reps over Chase yesterday. Yeah. So. I think all four are active. And I think they're both ready to play I think Chase one. Brown They is, don't typically go for active. I know. But they also don't have Samaj P. Ryan, and they never replaced him. And there's just well, Chase Brown ain't that. No, but Chase Brown's the second best runner on the team. He is the short yardage guy. He's the second best runner, and he's the most explosive runner on the team. Inactive takes some that. of my favorite takes. It's not inactive though. <laughs> he's gonna get carries in Cleveland Sunday. Yeah, not because of injury. No, 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 no. And on not purpose. because of Mixon. Mixon's on gonna purpose. lead the. Mixon will have like 16 carries. Yeah, Chase I don't will do. have like five. But I think he gets carries. That's interesting. That's interesting. I can see that. I, 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 I don't think he believes me. Paul's I like, don't. Let's move on. Quick. No, I don't think it's impossible. I <laughs> oh, mean, my God. We don't know. I'm always surprised by things week one that we weren't expecting. <laughs> hey, hey, don't sleep on Travion Williams. That's all I'm saying. I would but never. Not, I no, mean, never. He's my guy, Travion. He, That's all he, I'm saying. He's going to be in on passing downs Tra- as the Piran pass blocker. Travion he Williams will. absolutely could have a Samaj P. Ryan season. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any way you can say otherwise. I mean, they're gonna. he's going to have the opportunity. To prove it, and if he and let's not act like Samaj P. Ryan, you know, was Herschel Walker in his prime. Okay, I mean, it was just a guy who had been cut multiple times, and he got opportunity. And he looked good out of nowhere. It was Dang. week three in the Jets game when finally people were Why like, are you "Taking shots." People, what was it? Week three at the end of the Jets game, yeah. right off the clock. People no. were like, can, "Can P. Ryan do this?" Right. Well, and next thing you know, how could you lose P. Ryan by the end of the year? Like it happens very fast. It do- well, it does, because at the end of Super Bowl 56, everyone said, how the hell is P. Ryan in there? <laughs> well, and then four so games sure. into, I mean, that's what happened. It was I mean, how the hell is P. Ryan not also, in also, there? Even though P. Ryan had the play of the AFC Championship game. Yeah. He did. I mean, the, the, the catch and run to get him back no question. To within striking distance. There was a lot of bad faith arguments about this whole Samaj P. Ryan, Joe Mix. I, we won't need to get into the, the no. real details of this. this but it's, but look. There, listen, Samaj P. Ryan, was an account- he was accountable for what they needed him to do. He was reliable. And he hit the whole heart. I mean, that's that's good. That's what this happened. is me giving love to Samaj yes, P. Ryan. Correct. So, he, he, but he proves the interchangeability of running backs correct. in this league. Uh, all right, five carries for Chase Brown. That's. Did we get all the takes out for now? Because we I, have others I, I here. I, I didn't I know did that was a take. Charlie, Charlie. All right, but Charlie's got one take, and then we're gonna have to let other people talk so we don't just sit here and take all night. Best Bengals position group: one quarterback, two wide receiver, three cornerback. Mike Hilton makes a Pro Bowl, and we're talking the Bengals' cornerbacks as the strength of the defense. I don't disagree. Someone asked me the other day something about what do you know the Bengals will be able to do Sunday, and I said, cover. I don't know for sure that they'll be able to get interior pass rush because that was a struggle at times last year. But I know with Cheeto and Cam Taylor-Britt and Hilton against those receivers, they'll cover. And, you know, even with Dax Hill and Nick Scott uncertain behind them, those guys can stick. And so, for me, I feel like I don't, I don't hate that take. In fact, it's a little lukewarm. Well, now I feel bad. Cheeto coming back. 
So what? Uh, we, we don't talk about the Bengals. Cam Taylor Britt year two. I, I don't think that's lukewarm. I agree. No, and my expectations are high for that room. But they, I mean, things need to happen for that good. to happen. Yeah. It's not like saying T. Higgins and Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd are going to be great. It's not no. like that. I agree. All right. I mean, but, I mean, Cam Taylor Britt, end of the year, is one of the NFL, like, in the playoffs, go pull the numbers, the advanced numbers, one of the best cornerbacks was in the postseason last mm-hmm. year. How many postseason games was it? He, he played, Three games. That's still solid. I, I agree. Look, the rates are good. I'm just I saying he good. needs to take I mean, a step. He's going to be a Pro Bowl this year. Just wait for it. Cam Taylor Britt will be a Pro Bowl. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Wow. That's, 100%. So he's the best corner in that room. Probably, that's, by the end of the year, he probably will be. That's wow. not the first time I heard that. Going around the room asking who will be a first-time Pro Bowl here to players, Cam Taylor-Britt, I think, got three votes from players. Yes. Um, I mean, that's that's somebody I think that they really believe in. And, you know, we've... We Cordell Volson. We, we talked a lot about, about the battles. He was winning some battles with Jamar Chase. He, he wasn't getting owned by all the time. And that's something, because that can get you to Pro Bowl if you can win battles against Jamar Chase. All right. Let's take a break. People need to get some beers. We need to get some other people out here. Uh, James Rapine, Charlie Goldsmith, Ben Baby. Let's hear it for all of them for being up here. We'll bring them back at the end when we really get the takes going and get wild. Uh, James has a book. Buy his book. Enter the jungle. Make sure you buy James's book. He's selling them. He's hawking them. I bought for one. For cheap. Discount. Charlie's got one, so you should have one, too. Uh, we'll be back in a second I, well, with, with more guests. Get yourself a drink, and we'll kick it back up in about five, ten minutes. All right, welcome back here. We are at 50 West Brewing Company. Still, It's still a beautiful night. The sun has gone down over the trees. It's like a slight, the slightest of breezes. It's a beautiful night, though. And I'm joined uh, by uh, Jay Morrison's here next to me. Let's hear it for Jay. Pro Football Network. Very excited to have you here next to me again. It's like old times. Very excited to be back. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. I know. It's like we're back again. Uh, Kelsey Conway, the Cincinnati Inquirer, is here with me. Let's hear it for Kelsey being here with me. Great to have Kelsey. Laurel Fowler from Dayton Daily News is here. Let's hear it for Laurel. Trags. Mike Petraglia is here. And I wonder if we're going to get – are we going to get more pandering this year in Super Bowl predictions? Are we going to get more of that or, or just Patriots references? You just might. If you ask the right question, you might get the right pandering yes. prediction. I look, I look forward to that. So we just, we just kind of finished with a little bit of a Saturday night take workshop. So we don't have to be take heavy here. But I want to go through some very fictitious Bengals season awards to get some perspective on players maybe that you see coming out of nowhere or just kind of some general thoughts on where this team lands. I'll start here with an easy, general softball, because I want to take it easy. I want to, let's ease in. Ben said I came in too hot with general, give me your hottest take. So we're going to try to ease in. Trags will go all the way down to the end. We'll work our way back. Of course back. you will. Yeah. Non-Borough MVP by the end of the year. Who's the non-Borough MVP by the end of the year. And I know who the chalk is here, so I'm going to hope this doesn't turn into a line of chalk. But who do you think? I'm going to go Cheeto Awuzie. There you go. It's a little bit off the beaten path. He's also my candidate for comeback player of the year. Uh, I Everything I've seen, and I think all of us here on this panel have seen, Cheeto looks tremendously athletic. Looks like he's recovered from his ACL. I think he's going to have... 
eight interceptions. Eight? He's going to have eight the, interceptions. The take I, workshop take was that, in the I'll first session. And I think he is going to be a finalist for uh, NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Wow. You you belong. You, you were jealous you weren't part of the take workshop, weren't you? You wanted to be part of the take workshop. And, and Jay, can, Jay can testify to this. I said, we're going defense heavy if there's a take workshop in the second round. But there isn't. But that is my player that I would uh, say off the chalk of Joe Burrow would be my most valuable player for the Bengals. Well, I, first of all, I like that. Second of all, there's a dog named Cheeto here tonight that's a golden retriever. It's a good boy. Great name for a dog. I want to appreciate shout-out to that they brought up. We got the pet it between at the break. It was great. Um, Laurel, non-Burrow MVP. Well, I can't go defense because I'm sorry. I just don't think the defensive players ever get that kind of recognition. So I'm going to go with the easy. If it's not Burrow, it's Chase. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can see what he can do. We see what he can do just opening up that offense, and he's going to be what really uh, makes this offense go if it's not going to go to Burrow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's the easy answer. I mean, anytime you're talking about non burrow it's I think Jamar's an easy answer. It's easy to see it happening. But, you know, when we use I, I, w- I would stress the word valuable in here and to, to try to find somebody that maybe people aren't think when you're thinking of people that people aren't thinking of. And I think there's there's more candidates because there's a lot of people on this team that don't get the respect they deserve. You know, we were talking about the Pro Bowl earlier, and I was going around talking to people asking who they thought should be the first time Pro Bowler. Trey Hendrickson is the only Pro Bowler on this defense. The Pro Bowl is stupid. Everybody knows my feelings on it. It's an idiotic way to give out accolades. But it's idiotic that even in that fashion, there's only one defensive player in Trey Hendrickson that's ever had it when you consider the contributions that we've seen. I think that's a credit to Lou Anarumo. It's a credit to how well they play as a team. But there's, a, there's individuals in there that deserve more love. Kelsey, what do you, who do you think? Non-Borough MVP. Well, I've been thinking about this. So is this the non-Borough MVP that we think of? Or are we supposed to play the game of knowing that it probably would only go to a wide receiver or an offensive player? This is for you. This is, this is who would be your MVP. I'm going to go with DJ Reader. I've been banging that drum for a while now, and I think all of us and most people that watch the games know how valuable he is. So I'm going to go ahead and say DJ Reader in his final year of his contract here in Cincinnati is the MVP, and it gets him enough to, I know the Bengals don't like to do that second contract at his age, but he'll be so good this year that they he'll help them get to where they want to be, and he'll also get to stay in Cincinnati. Well, I was with you until the end. Um, because I, first of all, I think everything you're saying about DJ Reader is correct. I don't disagree. I, I think he's secretly the soul of this maybe entire team, but definitely, uh, you know, him and, and Hubbard kind of together on that defense. There's a reason they're captains. Um, but he's kind of been everything they've been about defensively. The underappreciated, the grit, the, like, relentlessness, all that stuff that's kind of defined them starts with him in a lot of ways. They're just, when, when you have to start figuring out what's next, it's really hard 
to pay DJ the money he is going to deserve and get somewhere on the open market when you know it's a 30-year-old, 330-pound defensive tackle. It's just there's not track records of that happening. And we've seen them let people go that you were like, man, you hate to see that guy go. I mean, Vaughn Bell and Jesse Bates together. And I think Reader would, would end up falling in that line. I hope not for us. I, I think DJ Reader is an, is a A++ human being, so I hope he sticks around. Um, I just know that the awful business of football suggests that that would be a move that they would move on from. But that said, I think him staying healthy all year is the most important X factor for this entire team. They're so different without him, and he does have a track record of some health issues here and there where he's been hurt, he's missed games. If you get a full 17 games plus of DJ Reader playing at the level he played at last year, um, this defense is going to be fantastic. And if you get that and you pull the coaching staff who the defense or who who the MVP, who the defensive MVP is, I bet DJ would get a lot of votes. It's just he plays a position where you don't you just don't get the recognition, and and if, if you guys haven't seen it yet, Kelsey wrote an incredible feature on DJ. Maybe he maybe he said, "Well, I'll do this story with you, but you have to vote for me for MVP." <laughs> if you're ever in a totally thrown together awards section at a brewery, give me a vote, and then I'll do the story. But no, seriously, it's a great story, and, and DJ's got an incredible backstory. So you guys should read that if you have not yet on the Enquirer. Um, I'm gonna go. I, I'm, I'm the same mindset where Chase and Higgins are going to have very similar numbers, and how do you pick between one or the other for an MVP? So I am going to go to defensive side, and I'm going to go to blackout Trey. I just think that <laughs> you this defensive line is so deep, and it's going to – I mean, Trey has already put up monster numbers, gotten a new contract because of it, and you're going to see so many other people drawing attention – that they're not going to be able to focus on Trey Hendrickson. I just think he's in for a huge year. He, I don't know if I, I'm not going to go hot take and say he's going to lead the NFL in sacks or anything like that. Dude. Oh, he'll at least have eight sacks. He'll have eight sacks by the break. Let's say that by the bye. But um, I do. I just think that's a It's a splash position. You have to have splash plays to be MVP and sacks, forced fumbles, all of that play into that. I just don't see anybody else on this team. I mean, Mixon's not going to have a career year. Herb Smith has a hard time staying healthy. If you're not going to pick one of the receivers, where do you go? And it's either going to be someone who has some crazy number, like eight interceptions, which I don't think is going to happen. I think it's going to be the guy that leads his team in sacks, and I think it's going to be Trey Hendrickson. Jay, just to add something, because you were talking about Trey, I was talking to Orlando Brown yesterday and thought people would find this interesting. We were talking about Miles Garrett, and he, he said he's only let up one sack in five games against Miles Garrett, and he was talking about his top five edge rushers, and he said Trey Hendrickson is in, the, and, it, and he said it's not just because he's my teammate, so I think, I think that speaks volumes to what you just said. Well, I mean, first practice, they get in a fight. I think he knows right off the bat that that's a real dude. Um, so the Trey Hendrickson thing, though, eight sacks, that's fine. His pressure numbers were still good. There just was not 
you know, they struggled with Reader out in particular, getting any push up the middle. And so those sacks weren't running into Trey Hendrickson. Hendrickson was coming through the, the same way he was, but there wasn't as much. They were flushing out the other direction a lot last year. If they can get, I just think it's really for this entire defense, if they can get consistently better pressure numbers up the middle from B.J. Hill and Reader or whatever combination, maybe it's a Zach Carter breakout, whatever it is, they need to have that be consistent and be better than it was last year. And if that happens, then I love every Trey Hendrickson number you throw out there because he is always there to sweep up whatever pushes back uh, in the back of the pocket. Um, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, you know, I love, I love the Cheeto pick. I don't, I don't, ha- I don't have a problem – uh, with that at all, I would be with Kelsey. I would say DJ Reader. I just think he doesn't get enough respect for what he, what he is and what he means to the team. He would be my non-Borough MVP, stressing the word valuable there. Uh, rookie of the year. Bengals, rookie of the year. By the time uh, this thing is said and done, who do you think, Trags? I'm going either DJ Turner or no, either or. What is? What do you think this is? I, no, I'm, it's I'm, a brewery gonna... on a Thursday night before the season starts. There's no either or. This was a question. Right. Jordan Battle. I'm Jordan going, Battle. I'm going Jordan Battle. I think he's going to get more snaps than people expect just based on what I watched of him uh, in training camp and the preseason. I think uh, the Bengals view him as somebody who is able to grasp the defensive concepts and have a lot of more, a lot more responsibility than I think we uh, anticipated going in. Jordan Battle. It's hard because there's not, and this is a credit to their entire roster. There's no clear path for any of these rookies to play. And if you have a, any draft class that you can say that about, you're in a phenomenal place, which is why they've been a a, a very popular Super Bowl pick. I don't know. I just Anytime I start thinking about rookie DBs, and especially after the Dax Hill experience last year, I don't know where the snaps come from unless someone gets hurt. I, don't, I heard Lou Anarumo loud and clear last year. He ain't having no rookies out there unless he's forced to. Um, and maybe he learned something. Maybe he feels differently after what Cam Taylor Britt did. But um, I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to see that. What do you think, Laurel? Well, I was going to go DJ Turner because I think we saw – We've seen in the past, they're going to need another cornerback to step up at some point. And I think DJ Turner had, he showed a lot this training camp, and he's going to be that guy that that steps up. If I was doing a hot take, I might say Andre Yosivas. Ooh, that would be a hot take. Any Yosivas fans in the house? Oh, everybody loves Andre (laughs) Yosivas. Don't you mean number 80? (laughs) What do you got, Kels? I'm going to go with Charlie Jones. Charlie Jones. Just because I think he'll see significant time. I mean, it's really hard, as we've seen with, you know, T. Higgins missing some games and Tyler Boyd getting injured. Like, I think it's going to – Jamar Chase missed four games last year. I think he's going to see more time than any of the other rookies. I mean, the only other one I could think of that might see it is D.J. Turner. But I think Charlie Jones, just because he's going to see the most time and he'll probably get the most touches, so I'm going to go with him. How's this for a hot take? Go Yoshivash. Punter Brad there it is. Robbins. There it is. I mean, think about it. It's actually the rational how, take. How hot? I mean, if you're going to try to talk about improving on your replacement, the bar is not very high. Oh, I come on. Drew Christman? 
that that's personal. It's it's real. And <laughs> I mean, none. Uh, you're, you guys are right. None of these other rookies are really. There's not a path there. I would pick DJ Turner, but to do that, you have to predict an injury. I don't want to do that. I just I, I love. I think DJ Turner's got a great great future in this league. But Brad Robbins is gonna have a major impact on this team. And you saw, uh, people overlooked the punter, but you saw what happened last year. You have a better punter, and maybe that team goes to the Super Bowl last year. If it comes down to that last punt, goes a little bit further, a little bit wider, a little bit higher, any of that. And not just because there's not a lot of other great options. He's just, he's got a hell of a leg. And, and I think he can be up there among the league leaders in net average and in gross average this year. I was just hoping we'd get some punting talk in before 8 o'clock. That's all, all you can ever hope for. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, I'm with DJ Turner. I mean, there's there's such a long track record of the fourth corner needing to play on every team. There's just never a year. There's so many soft tissue injuries. That job is so hard um, to think that guys are going to play every down. And he is their clear number four guy, you know. Um, outside of, I guess, if Hilton went down, Jalen Davis would probably get the run at slot. But And he's looked so good that I'll, I'll go with – I say he finds his way in and ends up having an impact. And, you know, I think he's your starting outside corner opposite Cam Taylor-Britt in 2024. Um, all right. Let's wrap it up. Most improved. And by that, I mean the biggest gap between where a player was last year and where they will be. Maybe, maybe Joe Burrow has more to give, and he's going to take a jump, right? I don't know how that's possible. Maybe, so maybe he's your most improved. Any level, or it's the lowest on the roster who suddenly becomes below average instead of totally awful. I don't know. Most improved for you, Trags. Who's it going to be? I am going to go with Dax Hill because, uh, because I think Dax Hill is going to have the responsibility of really stabilizing the secondary and being Jesse Bates, essentially. And I think he struggled a little bit as a rookie and – Certainly, you mentioned earlier, Lou Anarumo does not like playing rookies. But the one thing about Dax Hill that impressed me last year is how he didn't panic and how he had sat back and learned. And by the end of the year, I think he was, I think Lou trusted him enough to have him out there on important down situations. I think he's going to be much more comfortable this year. I noticed in that first game against Green Bay in the preseason, the way he read the play on a uh, deep route, it was a deep out to the sideline. He came right over and knocked the ball away. It's a preseason game, I get that, and it's Jordan Love. But he made the, an instinctive play right away. I think you're going to see a lot more from that, a lot more of that from Dax Hill this year. I'll buy that. Laurel? I was going to go Dax, so I will go with Zach Carter, just someone that was really under the radar last year, I think, and uh, I think he's going to 
I don't know. I can try to think who else to pick. So <laughs> we'll go with Zach Carter just because they need someone inside really taking I, another step. I love that. He was maybe the most focused, dedicated human being in that entire locker room over the course of this offseason. He was mad every day because he wanted to be bigger and stronger and felt like he was undersized for what they were asking him to do last year. He put on 20-plus pounds to be a true three technique, and it was all muscle, and he feels like he has a lot to prove and that he didn't really know what he was doing last year. If he gets opportunity, I'm really curious to see what it looks like. I was disappointed we didn't see more of him. He didn't flash more in the preseason, but I'm really curious to see what his role looks like, if he can be a guy who can spell B.J. Hill more, which, Jay, you and I talked endlessly about last year that B.J. Hill was just asked to do too much. He's a great player, but anytime you have somebody inside having to play as much as they were asking B.J. Hill to play, it's going to hurt their production, and it did. More out of Zach Carter means more out of B.J. Hill, which means more out of the interior pass rush, which is everything that they need. So I'm, I, I think that's a huge X factor, too, is if Carter can be that second-year jump guy. I'm going to go with Jonah Williams. There you go, Jonah Williams. He, based off talking to him and just watching him at training camp, I think last year was not an ideal year for him. And I know a lot of people like to criticize Jonah and anyone that plays on the offensive line when they allow sacks. But I think he viewed this uh, whole, I didn't get traded as an opportunity to say, it didn't go how I wanted it to go but I have an opportunity to put my best performance out there. And who knows, maybe this will go so well. I mean, he he was a right tackle at Alabama where everybody thought he was going to be a star. So who knows, maybe this switch ends up being what his future ends up being in the NFL. And when a player has something to prove, like Jonah wants to prove, I think you're going to get the best out of him. So I'm going to go with Jonah. And shout out to Richard Skinnerd, who is now in the audience. Wow, Skinny in the house, local 12 local celebrity, everything that we all want to be. Trags? No, I was just going to uh, support what Kelsey was saying. There's nobody on the roster with more to prove to the front office than Jonah Williams. Correct. And given the fact that he went public with the lack of communication between himself and the front office and whether or not he was going to get extended and whether or not he was going to come back, what his position was. He clearly has the most to prove to everybody, including himself. And I think that's a great choice. I, I really like the Zach Carter pick, but for the first time in my 12 years covering this team, here we go. Foo Fighters came on in the radio, on the locker room, on the radio, wow. and he turned it off. So I'm not picking him for anything. <laughs> so. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Herb Smith. All that guy has to do is stay healthy and have, as the kids say, a mid-year, and he's gonna put up career numbers. I mean, yeah, he's got to. He's got to stay healthy. That that's been an issue. But again, I don't like predicting injuries. It's not a good thing to do. And Joe Burrow makes tight ends, and I think Herb Smith can have a huge year. I mean, you're talking about. Not a huge year in terms of what the other tight ends in the league are doing, but a huge year compared to what he's done in the past. And I think he is a great candidate for most improved. I like that. Um, and, you know, you're loyal, if anything. We, unpredictable. Loyal and predictable, Jay. <laughs> to mess, mess with Foo Fighters, you mess with Jay Morrison. Right. Um, I, 
this is a this is a hard one for me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pander because I actually believe this. Cordell Volson. <laughs> it's, I mean, look, it's just not often you just see a 67 out here, but I I, I mean it. I, I feel like he was really the early part of his year last year was held against him and the way people viewed him and the way his grades look because everyone's going to obsess over PFF grades. He really solidified himself. He A first to second year jump for an offensive lineman and one like him that is got he's just bigger and he's just more confident and more aggressive and I think his teammates have taken note of it. it and now with Orlando Brown next to him it seems like they fit like they're just trying to get every rebound, like they were going to play basketball. I don't know, but like, it's they just have these two massive dudes. They understand what they do best. I, I think it's going to be a great fit for them playing next to each other. I, I think Volson really comes into his own this year and blends right in. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to go all pro or anything like that, but I mean, I, I think he's going to have a fantastic year. Joe Mixon told us he's slotted for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, I got love for Cordell Volson, but. Uh, that's ridiculous. All right, we're going to take one more small break. We're going to bring everybody back up, and it's full-on prediction season. We're going to go all in on this team, where they're going to go, what their record's going to be. The finish in the AFC North amongst the four teams are going to be where we're going to go with this. So let's take a really, really quick break. We're going to bring everybody back up, and we're going to lightning round this thing because guess what? It's about to be Chiefs, Lions, is anybody here rooting for the Chiefs in this game tonight? Is anybody rooting for the Lions in this game tonight? Easy enough. All right, we're taking a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Let's, let's hear it for everybody out here, the staff, your bartenders, everybody at 50 West for having us all out. So great. Let's hear it for Optimistic Bobby, who I was here, and he's gone. I've already heard his optimistic takes. You'll be stunned to know that he thinks they're going to pretty much go undefeated and win the Super Bowl. Maybe we'll get a take like that soon from Trags. It's very possible. Mike Petraglia. To me, to me it's the only question Trags. remaining with Trags' prediction is, is it 20-0 or 21? Like, what, are we, what are we talking about? 20-0 He's like 19-1? 19-1 you're familiar with, right? 18-1. You've done that. Okay. 18-1. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go. We're gonna try to go down the line here and be as organized as we can. But it's probably not gonna feel very organized. So bear with us. Cincinnati Bengals 2023 prediction. I need what their record is gonna be, their seed in the playoffs, and where their season ends. Maybe they don't make the playoffs. We'll see if any of you guys dare do that in front of this crowd. I don't know. Uh, let's start at the end. Ben Baby, ESPN. Bengals 2023 season. What do you got? Uh, number one, I don't know how I ended up with the mic first. So, James, thank you for setting me there up. There you for go. This. You're here. I initially had them 13 and four with Burrow's calf injury. I think that might. Let's see how that goes. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna shade my prediction a little bit. Let's go 12 and five, a okay. four seed, four seed, and they season ends AFC Championship game. AFC Championship game. Who who are they playing in the AFC Championship game? Jacksonville. Yeah, Jacksonville. I I. I've had that. I like that. Okay, Jacksonville Jaguars in the AFC Championship game. Lawrence Burrow for a long time. Lawrence Burrow, the next Burrow Mahomes. Hot take. There are too many good quarterbacks in the NFL now. There's just going to be a ton of them. I mean, yes. it's just good. There's no question. All right, down the line. We're moving. What do we got? James. Uh-oh. 
What do you got? Well, for the first time in Bengals history, by the way, I'm going to pull a tracks just like he did last year. The Bengals are going to finish with 14 wins. Wow. 1-4, 14-3. Third time in history they get the number one seed. Get that bye week. We don't have to go to Kansas City with some crappy flights or an eight-and-a-half-hour drive, which I've made too much. No. I, I, I've had conversations with the players. I'm like, I'm not driving to Kansas City ever again. So hopefully that doesn't happen. That said, of course they win the Super Bowl. Of course they, of course they win the of Super Bowl. Of course they win hey, the Super Bowl. Anybody else have their flight to Vegas booked? I do. The ice I do. Does. I, and I'm not taken. I have it. I'll, I'll show you guys if you want. So – they win. Who do they play? The 49ers aren't as good as, as people are saying. The Lions. Lions. The Lions. Lions to the Super Bowl. Cincinnati it over starts, Detroit. It starts <laughs> the Super Bowl that all the networks wanted. Jared Goff could never. Goff. He's been to a Super Bowl. The Zach Taylor Why Goff. We're all riding Taylor Goff. Oh, it's just everything you want. Burrow just destroys him. 40 right. to 10. Let's go. Charlie, you're up next. I need a prediction for the season. I think the, I think the Bengals finished twelve and five. I think the Bengals' offense was stoppable last year. I don't think the Bengals' offense is stoppable this season, and I think they win the Super Bowl. Another Super Bowl win. Oh Everybody just wants to be Trags this year. Jay, you're up. All right. Anybody that's listened to the show probably has heard me say this before, but never bet against the trend. Bengals have never won a Super Bowl. Not going to happen this year. I think they're they're a better team this year. I don't think their record will be better this year. I'm going to say 11-6. They still win the division. They go to the AFC Championship game, never bet against the trend. They play the Chiefs again. They win, but they lose the Super Bowl to the Eagles. So many boos for Jay. This is Tra what's called a great segue, and I'll Trax, tell you why. Patriots, Bengals in the AFC Championship. I'd love to go 20 and 0, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just Aww, not going to do that. Boo. However, I am improving upon last year. 15 and 2 is what the Bengals will finish. And why? Because they know the importance of the number one seed. Oh, yeah. Such a they topper. Are gonna, they are going to finish with the number one seed, the best overall roster the franchise has ever had, deepest franchise roster they've ever had. And they beat the Chiefs at Paycor, and then we get the Super Bowl we should have had last year. The Bengals beat the Eagles 31-28 in overtime. In overtime. How many yards is the McPherson field goal, Trags? You really want to know? Be specific, why don't you? 53. 53. Trags. I love, I love it. Uh, all right, Laurel. All right. I'm going to tell you guys that I normally... Plug that in. Okay. <laughs> I am one Jeez. that when expectations are high, I just get bad feelings. But I'm always wrong, so I'm going to go opposite of what I want to say. Um, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Trags has ruined this for everyone. Whatever's happening here. Drops the mic for his 15-2 and two prediction. I don't even know which one is. All right, are we better now? 
All, All right. right. Start us. So I'm going to ignore my negative thoughts about injuries and everything. So I'm going to say 13 and 4. They're going to be the number two seed. And if they're going to ever win the Super Bowl, it's got to be this year. So I'm going to say that they do beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl. All right. Wow. I'm going to go quick because of the stuff. Go ahead. Just finish it I'm up. I'm going to go similar to Jay, 11 and 6, number four seed. Uh, I think they lose in the divisional round to the New York Jets. You know, <laughs> boo, boo. All right, so you got to have some years where things don't go right. So they're going to go 7-10. and ten. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're going to finish in fourth. Everybody's going to this is, – this is my prediction. No, I, I'm i on the record. The Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl this year. It's the best team they've ever had. It's the best team they've ever had. And if you're ever going to have a chance to do it, it's this year. I have no freaking clue if that's actually going to happen, but you can't be set up better than they are right now. Speaking of can't be set up better, it's a beautiful night. The beer is flowing. The game is about to start. The season is about to start. The Bengals play the Battle of Ohio. The boo is on deck this weekend against Cleveland. The 100 boo. It makes us all feel so warm and happy inside. Uh, thank you to everyone that came out here tonight to 50 West uh, and everybody yeah, thank here you. at 50 West. Thank you guys so much. Uh, so great to have you out here. We love doing this. We're going to keep trying to do these. I hope this is an annual event. Have some drinks. Enjoy yourself. And thanks to everybody here behind me that came out to join. Read their work. If you could subscribe, subscribe. If it's free, thank you. We appreciate your service. And otherwise, have a good night, everybody. Enjoy it. Enjoy the season. See you in Vegas. <laughs>